Hello and uh, welcome to my new show. It is called um, Den's Weekly Wipe. And yes, that does sound wrong and that's the reason why I chose this one. <laughs> uh, but basically it's a a news show. Not to be it's not gonna be a boring one, I promise. I'm gonna do a couple of articles and the whole point of this show is to sort of go through the bunk, you know, see what an actual uh, truth of a story is and um and and what what to actually take from it and um hopefully, you know I mean my opinion might be different to yours but uh, hopefully you know, this sort of gets rid of like all the bunk because it annoys me with at the moment with uh, Facebook and everything else. People just make any crap up and they just say, "Oh, this is true," and and it and it really gets fed up when people just can't actually look at the facts themselves and um, and make an opinion. So hopefully, you know, even if you think what I'm saying is bunk, that's fine. But at least it gets you talking instead of just like thinking like you know this you know like coronavirus was this uh, you know generated virus from china to wipe half the world out you know because of evil overlords and it's like no mate <laughs> you know it's just uh, things like that but yeah so today i'm doing two articles uh one is a serious one and one is interesting and hopefully a good conversation as well. So, that's the introductions over, so I will get straight to um, the first article. So, if my audio is still okay. Um, the article which I'm going from is from the Metro on Friday the 16th of July, and the title was uh, Scientists Fear England's Covid Unlocking next week is a threat to the world yeah so i won't sort of read the entire article but you know basically they're saying that the the end to um you know the uh, covid restrictions in england could spark another um outbreak basically and it's a potential danger so they're saying you know um with the different variants coming you know and and some you know uh, variants emerging from Britain that uh, when they sort of which makes sense you know I mean that's how this virus became as prevalent because China didn't lock down early so so basically all their uh, residents went went away for uh, Chinese New Year and um, and basically you know went all around the world and then you know that's why a lot of uh, European countries got hit quickly, and mainly because of things like that. So you know, international travel and things like that has made this um, pandemic a lot worse than you know it would have a couple hundred years ago. Um, but that's that's for another time. But you know, I mean, but it makes sense. You know, if you've got you know a system where you can sort of freely go around the world in x amount of time <laughs> you know and and if people are unknownly infected then you know that's how it how it's worked so basically um this online event with uh, british scientists and that are basically yeah they're concerned about the um 
rising uh, daily cases like from the time of this article it was 50,000 daily cases and um, I've been looking at um, further articles talking about you know the future and things like that and and the truth is that um, it's pretty um, it's pretty worrying that um, just bear with me one second I've got the wrong article but yeah it, it's pretty concerning that um, you know that even um, experts are um, are not sure that um, you know that they're hoping the rates go down after a few weeks <laughs> you know and this is scientists and doctors you know they, they're hoping because of our strong vaccination system that we uh, you know that our rates will slow will drastically lower down after say like three to four weeks but you know when articles use words like hope it's not really that reassuring um, but it comes to sort of what the cuts of why we're opening everything up and why we're basically um, you know stopping restrictions on you know on um, you know doing mandatory face masks and things like that and distancing and and that and what ramifications might happen because you know the truth is you know they they try you know last time when they tried to open up again and it didn't work you know <laughs> that caused a lot of damage for the economy and things like that and the truth is you know that you know you hate to, to think that you know politicians and things like that have only got like you know the UK economy to um, to care about but it does seem that is the main um, reason why everything's opening up and it and it's not and it's not just my opinion you know there is sort of precedent because they said that in 2020 the UK economy shrunk by a record 9.9 percent which is um, more than double the previous largest fall on record so you think you know when the housing crisis and the impact from that and the and the banks failing and things like that <laughs> we have doubled as bad as that got in our gdp our gross domestic product so how much we output um and things like that so you know we've we've um with restrictions and things like that of course you know that it production it, it um you know shopping you know everything our economy needs to sort of you know carry on and, and survive and not to, and not go into a, a, a crash and the truth is we've well the entire world's been close to a economic crash again um and 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 that's why they really they really are opening up you know the numbers are rising as high as as december and january of um, and you know so yes there is more um there's more uh, like i said people getting the jabs and that's good but that doesn't mean the numbers are going to go down 
you know, like I said, the deaths, the amount of deaths probably uh, will be less than before. But, you know, like I said, but it, people just think, oh, I've got the two jabs and that's it, end of. But, you know, it's like people have had COVID twice. And like I said, and there's still, you know, because this is a changing virus, so there's different variants. It's all right, everyone being vaccinated, but what about in six months down the road when there's another variant that uh, that doesn't work with uh, this, <laughs> with this, uh, you know, inoculation? And, and you know, I'm made to be a doom and gloomer, but that is a possibility. I mean, you look at, um, you know, our, our flu uh, viruses and things like that. Uh, every every seasonal flu virus it, you know it changes because the variant changes you know th this is how viruses work so you know <laughs> we all like to think oh yeah everything's back to normal but it's just being rational it's being a bit um, you know now now they've put it open to to people to make the decisions for themselves that's where the concern is you know because even when these were forced um, restrictions by the government, um, I, I work in food retail, and I've seen, like I said, you know, everybody, like I said, probably about half of the customers I served uh, weren't even wearing a mask correctly. You know, the, the, I'd, like the nose, like fully shown, and it's like, well, what's the point of wearing the mask then? You know, they a lot of people were only wearing the mask so they don't get in trouble, and they don't get fined. It wasn't that; it was for the greater good. And and unfortunately, you know, you speak to anybody who's who's dealt with uh, with people, you know, wearing masks on a day-to-day -day basis, they probably have the same stories. You know, it's like. <laughs> It's the same thing with me, you know, I try to keep distance, you know, I, you know, dis disinfect my hands as much as I can when I'm uh, um, out and uh, out and about, you know, I, I follow distancing rules even though other people didn't because that was my choice. I wanted to stay safe, so I implemented those rules because, you know, I've got friends and family. I mean, I lost my dad to COVID. Um, Pity we think he might pick up from um, you know one of his neighbours or something you just don't know, and it's like you know I'd I'd rather protect the people who I care most about by staying safe, wearing a mask because even with these restrictions, you know when I can I will still wear masks because I I'd rather protect myself, and uh, and with these numbers going higher. Even though, you know, like I said, even though I've had jabs, you know, <laughs> there's still uncertainty. You know, the, the jabs aren't, aren't a sort of, you know, wonder solution and everything's in the world's fine after that. It doesn't work like that, you know. <laughs> so I, f I think what to take from this article is is everybody just to, I think, be aware that that this decision for opening everything up isn't isn't on public you know public safety it's got enough to do with public safety because even health professionals are saying this could get a lot worse before it gets better
So you have to think, what? Why are they actually opening up then? Well, it's obvious. It's because the economy is at one of the worst um, places it's ever been in history, and um, and basically, uh, if it gets any worse, then you know the future of the country is going to be at risk. You know, financially, you know they don't want other future crashes and things like that of uh, you know of um, of markets and um, sort of sectors you know things like you know uh, car sectors and housing and things like that you know there's a and, and, and that's the the real crux of it like I said this opening up this early they could have left it a, a few months but they wanted everything to open for summer because that's where people more like to spend the money on holidays, on events, on you know, on shows, you know, um, on you know, day trips and things like that. And and that's that's the truth, you know. Other than other than uh, Christmas, um, summertime, they they're the two they're the two biggest money makers of, of our general economy. So people are more likely to spend more in in those uh, weeks when you know kids are away. Um, sorry, kids are off at school, and um, and yeah, and and that's where the money is. So so yeah, so sorry to be a downer on on this. There is a more positive story next, but um, but that's the um, the cuts of this um, this one, and um, and yeah. Let's get to the next one. Okay, so my next article is from the um, Mail online on dated the 18th of July, and uh, it's a great article. Uh, close to my uh, uh, like I said anybody knows me knows that I'm a gamer but like I said uh, we'll get to the bottom of this so the article title is uh, why OAPs love Grand Theft Auto pensioners are spending more than 8 hours playing video games every week Um, they're saying that um, Candy Crush, like mobile games and stuff, are are the top game among 2,000 old folk, followed by Tetris, and the third spot is FIFA. And Shoot'em Up's um, Call of Duty was fourth. So this is quite an interesting um, subject because gaming has always put a negative sort of spin on the people who game and things like that you know long other days that it's you know just flipping weirdos in the basements you know live with their mum who who play like you know world of warcraft and things like that like i said you know i've i've spoken to various different types of people different walks of life and like i said you know it's it's not an age thing it's not a sex thing you know, it's like I've got um, a lot of friends uh, in my gaming group 
who are, are women and they've had years of like crap off people you know changing the tone just because they hear like a, a woman's voice on the game chat and it's like come on <laughs> this is you know 2021 now you know so it's like yeah I think the whole aspect of gaming has changed now and like I said and and even though I'm more of a traditional gamer like a console gamer you've got to admit that um, mobile gaming is is exploded and is a good way for you know like I said an older generation to to get into games and the truth is that you know there's been everyone tries to say oh games what your brain and things like that but there's been studies now you know that um, video games can improve hand-eye coordination can also um, improve problem-solving um, and um, like I said, it's like, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I do understand that there is, you know, gaming addiction. And I do think that is a serious thing which has to be, you know, talked about and dealt with. But like I said, it's, but um, anyway, I've drifted drifted off a bit. So let's get back to the, the article. So, um, so there's this um, chap. Uh, 68 years old in North London says that gamers help him get in touch with his two grandchildren I've been playing FIFA and Fortnite online and it's great fun <laughs> says his wife thinks it's a bit odd but if she start playing when the grandkids are on and I think that's amazing I really do because like he says you know I think things have changed now because there used to be a time where you know people used to see their kids like play video games and they're like oh that look just looks violent and silly and it's like but i like the fact that the older generation are asking you know what are you playing or oh, i'll play with you and and like it says and if elderly people want to play fifa or call of duty fair play i mean i've seen some clips on uh, on some of these games like apex legends where there's this this grandpa who does like no scopes <laughs> people and stuff like that and it's like it's amazing it really is you know and and people just think you know just because some of you know facets can sort of diminish over time don't mean that you can't play a game at a high level you know it's like anything it's repetition you know the more you play something the better you're going to get at it usually so and and if you've got like you know family members and like say grandkids and stuff who want to you know play with you i mean honestly gaming can be the worst and the best best uh, way to communicate honestly it's like i've i've earned some good friends for life through play video games you know and it's people who i've i've met you know and um in person and stuff like that and and like it says and we're a good bunch and we have a good laugh we get through some sh to some sh silly shenanigans can't even say that say that fast 15 times <laughs> um but honestly it's like you know when i've been down i've you know i suffer from anxiety depression and things like that and it's like and honestly 
you know, sometimes they can go too far, but honestly, they're, they're the greatest pick-me-up ever because, you know, we know that we're all there for each other. We've got, um, you know, a strong bunch. And um, and like I said, highs and lows, we're always there. And, you know, and sometimes it is just a chat. And people don't realise that communication. People just think, oh, they're not friends because they're, like, you know, a couple hundred miles away. And it's like... Well, actually, I probably talk to them more than you do your your friends who you like meet up once every two weeks in a pub, talk for an hour, get drunk, and not remember what you actually said to them. <laughs> it's like you know, and you know, yes, it's it's different, but unfortunately, I mean, this is the modern age now. I mean, you know, social media things like that. You know, we're more likely to have friendships from people we don't actually see on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes that can be bad, but sometimes it can be good because it can improve your um, communication skills. You know, there's some some kids who literally, you know, they live on social media and they've never, when they get to sort of like leaving school, they've never actually like interacted with adults and they they don't know how to sort of like, you know, do it do a job and interact with people on a daily basis and things like that and it's like uh, yeah if it improves your communication skills if it um, like it says helps you be positive and things like that then yeah I'd love to see more uh, older people uh, play video games honestly and like I said (laughs) said I'd I'd happily uh, you know play any game with them honestly and and i hope this is a a thing to come you know it's like you know yes you you know it's good to do physical things as well as keep your fitness levels it's not all about just sitting on your bum all day but like i said but if people can use like the technology they've got to uh, sort of you know interact and sort of not feel you know help them with their moments of like loneliness or sort of sadness and things like that you know and like i said and they can communicate using gaming that's amazing and um and yeah and i hope that becomes a trend now because like i said you know it's i mean i've had um you know family members and stuff like that i mean i had one who does you know who basically just sat for like 10 12 hours a day <laughs> you know that they enjoyed it but it's like but uh, you know but sometimes you're not engaging yourself on a day-to-day basis so if these you know older generation are engaging themselves as well as being active and things like that you know i can't not see that being a good good thing you know like i said it's i do think everything's in moderation and like I said, and and I do understand like game addiction is a thing, but like I said, but it's like being addicted to anything really. You know, you can be addicted to, you know, I mean, I see people in vape every five seconds. It's like an involuntary action now. <laughs> you know, they literally walk around vape and, and they just think, oh, that's fine. So, you know, it's like, I think there's always a chance of addiction at any part of your life. But like I said, it's um, but then it's a choice everyone makes. Not everybody who who play gaming will be addicted. 
you know, you can't say that again with, uh, you know, other things like smoking. You know, it's like I've heard plenty of people say, oh, I could quit tomorrow. And it's like, well, do it then. <laughs> you know, but coping with addiction is a completely different thing. And I, I don't really want to get into that. That's probably for another article. But yeah, but I think I've uh, drifted a bit away from this article. But yeah, the, the fact that I, I want to see, I want to see uh, the entire team of Call of Duty players uh, to be fair, I I would pay to see an eSport of uh, elderly Call of Duty um, eSports league. Honestly, I yeah I will yeah put my money money now. I want flipping Doris headshotting Derek <laughs> from twenty meters away. Honestly, that'd be the best thing to watch ever. And not not other thing, but honestly, I'd love to see some high quality uh, elderly players. Um, played esports honestly and, and I would sit and watch hours of that that sounds amazing <laughs> but anyway um, so this is um, yeah wrapping up the uh, the wrap up show I know that makes no sense but yeah I hope you guys enjoy this um, new show and this new format um, like I said any articles or anything like that or any suggestions you can uh, send me an email at um, Denzelist Talks, D E N Z A L I S T Talks at gmail.com. So, um, yep. So, I hope you guys enjoyed that and um, take care of yourselves and have a great day. And my God, it's still warm. <laughs>